Wow. Wow, thank you. Thanks. Thanks for being here, everybody. Wow. Gotta ride that wave of energy. No lightning this time. Yeah, for those of you who weren't here the last time I had taught, there was a lightning storm happening, and God had timed the thunderclaps very theatrically during all my main points. It was excellent. Um, so we're talking about the village values. Uh, so far, we've discussed uh, the disciplines and truth. Today, I'm going to be talking about creativity and why we hold this as a core value at the village. So let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for bringing us together to think about you, God, to talk to you, um, and to meditate on your word, and to see what it is you are inviting us into as a community, um, to focus on the things that we hold dear, that we call our core values, and to really just flesh out what that means, uh, to try to figure it out, and to walk deeper uh, in fellowship with you, and also to walk deeper uh, together in community. So would you, uh, would you speak through me? Would you allow um, what I say to be heard in a way um, where it's you that we hear and no other voices? Um, and would you offer us all grace um, to not uh, get hung up on things, uh, how they are said, uh, and instead invite us into deeper conversation and, and ask questions about what is being said? So Lord, we seek you. Would you uh, draw near to us? And we pray in your name, Jesus. Amen. Um, so this is how the church, the village, crea- uh, identifies creativity as a core value. Pulled from villagersonline.com. <laughs> At the village, we believe that people are made in the image of a creative God, and that because this is true, we also create. Calling people to be creative in the way God has uniquely fashioned them is a huge part of our being in community. We call on people to attempt to draw, paint, photograph, sculpt, write poetry, computer programs, create music, write lyrics, cook, bake, garden, renovate buildings. I would also add, um, do projects at the building on November 3rd. And engage in other creative endeavors and then share their products of that creativity with the community. We choose to use worship songs that are created in our community or in other nearby communities where we find relationships. We display the creativity of our community as part of our offering to God. We sponsor art shows, music concerts, and other places to offer the things we have created to the village community and to the broader community. We have also made the website a place to display the creativity of our community. Um, So kind of a long definition of creativity. Um, But I I think that if we are called to be um, disciples of Jesus, our job is to be as close to him as possible and to imitate him. And then we'll be transformed, and the world will be transformed. So I'm going to talk about that today. Um, So I'm going to talk about three parts, because I figure the way that we memorize things or remember them is if we break them down into threes. (laughs) Right? It's easy, right? God the Father, God the Son, the Holy Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Let's just start there. Um, So... Right, God created the, uh, the earth. And also, I'm going to be talking about these scriptures down here. Um, so if you um, want references, there they are. So part one, um, I'm also going to break this down in um, 
story, identity, and kingdom. If that doesn't make any sense to you, I would encourage you to go back just a few weeks and listen to some of those sermons. Um, That's kind of how we structure a lot of um, our, not only our sermon series, but um, like our pilgrim groups, our men's and women's Bible studies, things like that. So part one is going to be story, God. The story is that God is a creator and that he created us in his own image. So if God created... Each arrow represents an act of creativity. He created you. And so you are an image bearer. Everything about us reflects a particular part of God. And if you see John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So, story. How does your story fit into the story of what God has said is true? I know it's kind of a funny thing to consider your own story as if it consists of brush strokes or, um, or chapters or sentences or poetry that God is kind of, um, kind of slinging out in an art studio. Um, but I, I would actually encourage you to enter into that kind of cheesy um, understanding of, of who you are and, and who you are up to this point in time. So per- perhaps you are like a novel, and each chapter um, it represents a certain season of your life. And in that book, in that novel, some of those pages you want to rip out, crumple up, throw away. And maybe some of those chapters have little doggy ears on them, highlights, and you really want to share those things. Either way, I think that God is involved in the writing of our story. How much of your story includes the writings of Jesus? Oh, well, we have Jesus' story right here. Pretty cool. So um, I'm going to tell a story about Mark, which I, th- I just saw Mark walk in, but then he walked out. Oh, he's over there. Okay. Uh, I didn't ask his permission to tell a story about him. Much like, okay, great. Much like he didn't uh, ask me to tell a story about me, but it's totally fine. <laughs> totally fine. Um, so uh, Mark and I were talking earlier this week, And he told me a story from his life. And the story started out this way. I am bad at piano. That was essentially the beginning, middle, and end of that whole story. And he he told his wife, Lane, that story. And she allowed a little bit of light to kind of peer into the darkness of the story. And she said, Mark, you are loved. And... Uh, what you have to offer is good. And you are actually good at piano, and you should share that gift. So we have um, kind of a, a past version of uh, Mark's understanding of himself. I am bad at piano. A present version of Lane entering in and saying, Mark, you're actually good at piano. You have something really good to offer. Um, and if you want to know about where that overlaps with Jesus' story, I would encourage you to look at Matthew chapter 3, when... God says, this is my son who I love, and with him I am well pleased. And Jesus hadn't done anything yet. Matthew chapter 3, verse 17. Um, So you've got, um, I'm bad at piano. Actually, you are good at piano. And now you can use those skills 
uh, to bless your community. So now you can play for the kingdom of God. So you have a past version of a story and a current slash uh, future version. So I am healed, I am good, and I am becoming good and I am becoming healed. So that's kind of uh, part one of us as creators. We can allow parts of our stories to pour into uh, some sort of creative outlet. And it doesn't necessarily have to be um, playing piano, joining a worship band, um, doing something kind of really, um, uh, really big. So part two is identity. So recovering and finding our creative selves. Uh, so uh, uh, in Jewish scripture, the the word, they, their understanding of the word was wisdom. Wisdom is the source of creativity. The Ephesians, if you look forward into the New Testament, they thought that the word is like the spark of life, some sort of life force that led to creativity. But actually, it's Jesus. So this wisdom or this spark of life is Jesus. Spoiler alert. Um, so... If we look back uh, at that previous um, uh, scripture, John chapter 1, all things came into being because of Jesus. Jesus is part of everything that has been created. And when that happened, Jesus is the light that can't be crushed um, by the darkness. Even if Mark were to play piano for the kingdom of God and mess up royally, like really bad, and everybody knows it, which would never happen, Mark. Um, the truth is, is that it's not Mark creating, it's Jesus creating through Mark. So Mark is the outlet for that creation to happen. So even if it gets um, interpreted a certain way, it is still good. So if we are all followers of Jesus, and if creativity is a way to know God, and this is, if you take nothing else from what I say, it's just this. The point of creativity is to imitate Jesus. The point of creativity is to imitate Jesus. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, um, Adam was given the creative task to name all the creatures and to be a creative being just like God. Uh, so the purpose of our imagination and creativity is to constantly be pointing to Jesus and new ways with our imagination. So think of the ways that you create. Um, and I just want to say at this point that when we think of our own creativity, uh, the enemy, the liar, the deceiver wants to tell you some pretty big lies, like you are not creative or um, you don't have a creative bone in your body. Uh, or everything that you create is garbage, and you should just quit. And so I want to say no. No to all of those things. Those are all lies. Those are all um, ways to derail uh, Jesus. Because uh, I look around, and I see parents. I see um, helpers. I see peacemakers. I see people who make order out of chaos. And if you really don't believe me, you dress yourself today, and so you picked out your clothes, and that was a creative act. And maybe you even um, microwaved yourself some breakfast or something, and that was a creative act. I'll go toe-to-toe with you. I just want to say you are all creators. So creativity is key in becoming more like Jesus and also helping each other look more like Jesus. Uh, If you want to have a good marriage, you have to think about it with a creative perspective. If you want peace, 
You have to have a creative perspective by saying, what do I want my spouse to look at, look like down the road? How do I want my marriage uh, to look? How can I help them look more like Jesus? How can they be expressing Jesus? So then you start by thinking creatively about that situation. And you consider your own capacity about how to lead your spouse, lead your children, lead your community, lead, um, just look around. These, these people next to you can be led towards Jesus. Maybe it's having somebody over for a meal that you cooked. Um, I'm happy to brainstorm with you um, through some possibilities. And actually, something came to me um, during worship, and it's the, the prayer of St. Francis. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me bring love. How do you do that? you got to get creative. Where there is offense, let, let me bring pardon. Where there is discord, let me bring union. Where there is error, let me, me bring truth, doubt, faith, despair, hope, darkness, light, sadness, joy. These things require uh, a pretty heavy dose of creativity, some sort of imagination. So, where am I here? So yeah, uh, think of Jesus in Matthew chapter 9, verse 9. Uh, when Jesus is having a meal with tax collectors and sinners, uh, he invites Matthew uh, and the... Um, yeah, so he invites Matthew, who is uh, one of the Romans, and, and, and sinners. Jesus is hanging out with unclean people. But Jesus tells the Pharisees who call him on this, he said, I want mercy, not sacrifice. He's not about following the rules. He's about offering mercy. And offering mercy requires creativity. Forgiving people who hurt you takes creativity and imagination. Can you imagine your enemy or enemies as someone redeemed by God? Can you imagine your enemy as someone redeemed by God? This may be the ultimate expression of creativity, where you can imagine your enemies as, a, as children of God and imagine living in community with them. Okay, take the next 10 seconds and think of the person that really gets your goat. It really, really bothers you, whether it's a person that you've actually interacted with or if it's a person on Facebook or if it's a person on TV or uh, if it's if somebody that's annoying at church. Uh, and I, I'm happy to enter in and be that person for you. But imagine that person redeemed by the gospel, which is not just written for us, it's written for everybody. And that God will show up when you think to yourself, that person is a lost cause. There's no way that person uh, can be redeemed by God. How cool would it be if the person that has an issue with you imagined you as the person redeemed by God, and they creatively pursued you in an act of repentance and reconciliation and renewal? How cool would that be? And then we've got Jesus' miracle of the loaves and fish. Matthew chapter 15, verse 29. Jesus left there and went along the Sea of Galilee. Then he went up on a mountainside and sat down. Great crowds came to him, bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others, and laid him at his feet, and he healed them, a creative act. The people were amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled made well, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they praised the God of Israel. Jesus called the disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry or they may collapse on the way. The disciples answered, where could we get enough bread in this remote place to feed such a crowd? Well, how many loaves do you have? Jesus asked. Seven, they replied, and a few small fish. He told the crowd to sit down on the ground. He took the loaves and the fish when they had given thanks. 
He broke them, gave them to his disciples, and they in turn to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. Afterward, the disciples picked up seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was 4,000 men besides women and children. Okay, Jesus' creativity explodes into a major feast. This is a masterpiece, okay? This is not a story of when you had like one leftover Tupperware in your fridge and you're like, there's no way we're all going to get full on this. And then your kids are happy and satisfied and they go to bed early. This is not one of those miracles, okay? This is where you have a picnic basket and you show up to a stadium filled with hungry people and everybody is full. It's a difficult order of magnitude to imagine. But with this kind of exponential creativity, can you imagine what God can do in your life? This is where you can get closer to God in your own creativity, and you can allow God to act through you. So the gospel itself, the story of Jesus, is a masterpiece. Jesus raised up from the dead for the redemption of mankind. And when you think of your worst enemy redeemed by God, it's a reflection on God's sacrifice. When you think of yourself and the messy parts of your own story, redeemed by God, it's a reflection of God's creativity. To be a disciple of Jesus can be awkward, and even thinking about it can be awkward, or even hearing about it can be awkward. But if you look around at all the art around here, you begin to ask yourself, uh, what was the creative process behind this piece of art? Who painted that? Who wrote that? What does that even say? What is going to go back in that one? Unless that's art, which is, I'm not judging that. It's a post-it that says 16 by 20 on it. <laughs> that's okay. That, all, all art is welcome. So you begin to learn about how God works in the life of an artist. If you look around at the children, you begin to ask the parents of their creative parenting process or struggles you begin to learn about how God works in the life of a parent. If you look around at all the marriages, you ask the parent who is, or the, you ask the people who are, who are cooking, you talk to the musicians, pretty much anybody around, just ask about how God has worked in the lives of these people. So, um, for the kids who have a clipboard, uh, I want to encourage you to do something with that that paper on there. Um, feel free to draw a picture or, or write some words, um, but also consider what else you can do with that paper. Um, and to think about uh, yourself as, a, as an artist, as an emerging artist, it's not about the product, it's just about the process. So if you want to fold that up into a paper airplane, if you want to uh, draw a picture of Pastor Rod, uh, or Pastor Mark, let's pick on Pastor Mark a little more. Um, uh, it's, really, it's really up to you. Uh, but if you ask anybody about their creative process, it will contain God's unique works, guaranteed, because you were created by God. And when you take action to create and bless, you are acting just like Jesus. And others are inspired to live like Jesus. They can experience transformation in their lives. And this is how we bring the gospel into the world. So I, I invite you to show up to Art Night on Friday. I encourage you to come to the workday on November 3rd. Because this is a way that we can get together and we can say, wow, like you're really good at um, digging dirt. 
You're really good at trimming trees. You're really good at creating music. You're really good at painting a picture. I notice that you want to become better at this specific art uh, expression. And I, I'm a little bit uh, experienced in that way. Can I show you a little bit more? So I encourage you to ask the questions, how are you a creative person and how do you long to become one? And again, to uh, speak against those lies that say, ah, nah, I'm not a creative person. I hear paper tearing. This is good. This is good. <laughs> this is good. Thanks, you guys. Okay, so part three, so part one and two, so story, identity, and last is kingdom. So kingdom is developing and refining our creativity. So another arrow, arrow means uh, an act of creation. And I'm going to try to write the word masterpiece here. Um, my pen is dying, but that's okay. You get the idea. So part three is kingdom. So God created you. You are a creator because you are created in the image of God. And you are meant for a masterpiece. You consider the gospel, this story about Jesus dying and then coming back from the dead. Coming back from the dead? Whoa. That's kind of a big thing. Uh, that is a masterpiece. Oh, thanks. More markers. More potential um, for art. Um, so you are meant for a masterpiece. There are three things, uh, three, three ways to enter into creativity. First, you have to imagine where you are headed. Have a vision or a purpose. So what do you want your life to look like in the next year? How do you see your relationships developing? What do you want your marriage or your home, the color of your walls, uh, the attitudes of your children, uh, your career? What do you want those things to look like? You need to have some sort of vision. How do you long for healing and blessing and creating? How, how do you long for it? Do you want to learn how to play guitar or um, you want to learn how to paint? You have to have a, a vision. You have to imagine it. Next, you have to get the skills to do it. Uh, there are plenty of skilled artists in this community. Uh, seek from others. Ask around. Um, I would even say read scripture. As you understand creators that have come before you, namely God, God is a, a pretty uh, good example, you begin to understand how, uh, what the process of creation is. Pray uh, and re-listen to Rod's sermon on the disciplines. Um, you'll get some good uh, ideas about how to get the skills to, do, uh, to, to, to create. Uh, the last step is to go out and do it. Um, so this is where a Shia LaBeouf's uh, video would come up to go out there and do it. Uh, but you have to act on creativity. You have to get out there and do it. So come to Art Night. Talk to parents. Talk to couples. Talk to artists who, who, who are professional artists or artists who are amateur artists and they just are starting to dabble. Talk to the person sitting next to you at, after the service. Um, and ask God, ask God to help you. How do I actually create? So when we ask God, it doesn't mean that suddenly we're going to find this thing that we're amazing at. Uh, but instead, it means that God is going to reveal something that we can grow in. Perhaps it's time to try some new ways to create. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, 
uh, verse 7 and 8 says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. If you taste God's creation, you understand his character. Uh, So as an example, uh, like, like if your parents love to cook, and you never eat their food, and you never learn about their recipes, you don't know that part of your parents. You don't taste that goodness of that person's creative expression. It's the same with God. If you don't create, you miss out on a part of God. If you don't jump into the creative process, you miss out on knowing God in a deeper way. So as you sit amongst a community invited into creativity, just jump in and experience the creative part of this community. Uh, We must also tell the people who are around us who are constant and consistent and even professionals um, and when it comes to art that their creations and their creative processes are good. Um, In much the same way that we take in God's creation and we say, wow, thank you. Perhaps your flavor of creativity is encouraging other artists. Maybe that is how you're going to be an artist. You're going to enable other artists. Um, But it's okay to question, what is the purpose behind your art? Why are you painting this painting? Is it because you want to make money and sell this on eBay? Or is it honoring God and saying, no, God created me as a creative person, and that's the invitation on my identity, is to become an artist as well. So what do we do when we feel like the enemy has stolen our creativity? What parts of scripture can we look to to feel like God has spoken truth around our creative sides? Uh, well, I would say jump back to Matthew chapter 3. You, uh, you are my child, and I love you, and with you I am well pleased. Not, wow, Corey, you have a pretty solid collection of art out there. Now I approve of you. That's not how it is. It's, you are um, my child, and I love you. Um, so I also want to invite you to take excellence off the table. Take excellence off the table. It doesn't matter if it is this profound uh, act of creativity. Easy for me to just say, you know, let your defenses down. Be vulnerable. Uh, let the, mo- the spirit move through you. Um, but as you look around, as you see others expressing their, their, um, themselves creatively, you can see that they are allowing their defenses to come down. They can take joy and pleasure in what God has called them to. Remember that God has created you in his image, and it's part of your code. It's part of your DNA to create. Uh, But Satan will tell you otherwise. Um, This might sound a little cliche, but I want to say it anyway. Uh, Creativity is about process. It's not about product. It's okay to be a work in process, uh, not a a finished process, not a a finished product, excuse me. Don't believe me? Uh, Look at the stack of uh, papers that your, uh, that your kid colors by the end of the day and says, you know, I want to hang this on the refrigerator. There are really not enough refrigerators in the world to display that kind of art. But these kids are true artists because they, they, could, they, they could not care less about their final product. They just want to create. Kids just want to create. When I was um, putting together the little clipboards, I had to take out um, papers that were in there um, from previous, um, pre- previous sermons. And looking through all the art, it was so profound to think about the process behind it. Um, 
when my uh, when my son, uh, who's only one years old, last night uh, he was coloring on a napkin. When I say coloring, he was just kind of banging the crayon on this napkin. Um, I just I just looked at him and I was thinking like, wow, buddy, like you're really embracing the true expression of of, of creativity and artistry. Like, man, I really I want to tune into that. And it's silly, but it's true because when I sit down to create, I, I get myself a blank canvas and I, I think to myself, oh man, this, this has got to look good. Do I have the right paint for this? Do I have the right paintbrush for this? I got the, I got the, the supplies at the dollar store. This is going to look like garbage. This is going to look like $8 max because I got seven, seven paints and one paintbrush. Um, but that, that's not really what God is calling me to. Um, if my son... My one-year-old son could somehow channel like a wise old man voice. He would say, Dad, just start. Just go. Just go for it. It's okay. You are created in God's image, and you are a creator. That is who you are. It doesn't matter how it looks. And then he showed me his, uh, his napkin that had like um, bread that had been sucked on and then spit out, and also like <laughs> green, green crayon on it. Um, and I was like, okay, this, this is the art that you have created, and it is good, and it is good. I did throw it away afterward. Yes, yes, I did. Um, but it's not to say that it was not frame-worthy. Picasso's frame-worthy. Yeah, thanks, Ron. Uh, so that's part three, is we can develop... Uh, and refine our creativity, knowing that we are made for a masterpiece. And the masterpiece really is not the, the bready green napkin. It's, um, it's redemption, and it's examples of God's artistic hand at work. So if that translates into creative pieces of art, music, um, you know, something that we can hang on the wall, or something that we can really share, um, great. Uh, but if it is a, a redeemed relationship, even better. So part one, story. We are creative beings made in the image of a creative God. And he created us and he spoke into part two, our identity. God invites us to find and recover our creative selves. And three, to live into God's kingdom, we can develop and refine our creativity, knowing that we are made for a masterpiece, redemption, and examples of God's artistic hand at work. Um, I've, I've talked about this piece before. I don't know how much more time I have, but um, when I look around my house, uh, we've got some art up on our walls, and um, we also have some some art that's like in closets. It's not out for display. And part of me is like, we gotta hang this art up. We've got to make this art seen. We've got to put it up so that somebody can come in and say what is the deal with this painting? What is the process? And then I can tell you the story of how I really struggled, and then I didn't, and then I made something, and it was great, and it's a big story. It's a, it's a process. But I don't know if that's really the meaning for putting up all that art, so I'm totally okay with this art just remaining in the closet until we have a good space for it or until we wipe it clean and we start over. The point is, is the process and to engage God as creator within us. 
It's 11.10. Do I have time for questions? So think creatively. Okay, there's a handheld around here somewhere. If your question's too hard, I might just have to cut you off, though. I'm going to give you an, uh, an opportunity to creatively respond. I think creativity is in direct opposition and conflict with liturgy. You got a lot of questions coming back to you. Say more about your question. Take as much time as you need. <sighs> well, um, my, my now wife and previously fiancé really introduced me to the concept of liturgy as being a good form of worship because I always thought, ah, this is a dry, awful, meaningless thing for us to do, say the same thing over and over, and there's no creativity in it. Hmm. Um, and I, I'm seeing more and more of the value in that. I don't quite understand how creativity fits in with... I, I, does that make more sense when I hmm. say liturgy? I mean, like, creeds? I mean, we, we've, we've started kind of saying the same prayer, the sure. same words every night, um, and, and that kind of thing. And I, and I think, well, wait a minute, like, this... Or, or the Lord's Prayer, right? We say the Lord's Prayer every other right. week. Um, and that feels like it lacks creativity. Right. Thank you for that. So I see, I see a lot of opportunities for response. Um, but if I could push back a little bit. So thank you. And I think that to have constraints around our creativity um, actually can help us create. Um, now, liturgy can be very routine. It can feel very mundane. We're all going to say this together. There's no room for any sort of creative branching out of, of that. We're going to say the Lord's Prayer. It's the same thing every time. Um, but I think of a, of a canvas and paint. And if, if you look at that canvas and you say, well, this is really stopping my uh, creative outlet of dance. How is this going to help me dance? Well, it's not going to help you dance. It's going to help you paint. <laughs> and so if you don't have certain constraints around the creative, the creative process, you, you're never going to get to the canvas. And so if... Yeah, somebody want to add to that? that? That's very good. I also have thought a lot about liturgy uh, and sort of the order of things and... Um, uh, I, I believe that with creativity, like there's also like God has already created, and so there's also a place of enjoying what God has created and the way that people have formed it together into a liturgical process. Um, and so I don't think they're necessarily in conflict, although they might may not always be uh, the same thing. And I think when you are able to engage a, a a, a form in a way that that where you you feel connected to God, then that is a creative enjoyment of liturgy. A lot a lot of people have different responses to liturgy. Some people's response is, "Oh, it's rote and it doesn't do anything for me." Um, and like 
I would say some of those people could come to a place where, like you, where you're like, oh, this can be something that is a part of our life that's good. And so I don't think they're in conflict. I think they aren't necessarily the same thing. I had an experience today during um, the Apostles' Creed, which we say it's the same creed that we say every other week. Um, while I was listening, the, ki- you know, the kids, um, somebody said, he descended into heaven. <laughs> yep. And, and it, was this, it was the same creed said in a different way, and that may have been a mistake, but I'm like, wow, like, now I've now it's got me thinking about the, the the other different planes of where where what really happened to Jesus like during that whole thing and it really stirred something up so from something that may appear rote or boring or bland or routine translated into wow now I want to dig dig into this it may have been by mistake but wow something I think really cool is going to come from this uh, yeah, Ryan. Um, mic already. I was struck by your description of creativity as a process, and in thinking about liturgy and reflecting on how actually creating the liturgy is a creative process. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, thinking about an oil painting, you start with a blank canvas and you apply paint and thought and reflection and contemplation to it in order to create a finished piece. But that finished piece is finished; it is it is complete and it's fixed. But it is still a creative expression because of the process that it took to get right. there. And I think liturgy can often feel very fixed. But it actually evolves over time. I mean, there are things about the liturgy of the village that are, it's it's radically different from what it was when we started as a community to where it is now. And it is continuing to evolve and be a creative expression of worship. Wonderful. One more minute. Okay, Hannah, bring us home. Well, I like, David, that you're inviting us in for being married like a week and a half into like a little picture of how you guys are being creative in your marriage, which I think is beautiful. I just really wanted to read this verse because you keep saying the word masterpiece. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And that just speaks to me and as somebody that can wrestle with holding on to that I'm a creator and a co-creator. Um, I feel like soaking in that can strengthen me to step out. Wonderful. Thanks. I appreciate um, all, the, all the feedback. Um, let's pray. Uh, Jesus, thank you for um, being here with us as we think about your word and as we wrestle with what it means to be artists, to be creators, um, God, you are a creator, and we are created in your image. So, um, God, I ask that um, we could take your word and apply that uh, to who we are as creators. Um, and that, yeah, that you would just uh, ricochet away anything that the enemy wants to uh, lie to us about. And we could just receive the truth um, 
that we are loved and you are pleased with us regardless of what we produce. Uh, instead, you are pleased with us just because of who we are. Uh, so yeah, God, thank you. We pray in your name. Amen.